Hello, welcome to the Gridiron Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Tuck Breeze, and I am joined here today by Scott Shedig. Scott, how are you today, sir? Woo, I'm good, sir. I'm good. It feels great to be back. I feel like it's been forever since we've done a podcast and forever since I've actually done some research on some football players. So it feels good. I feel like the season's starting again. Feel great. How do you yeah. feel? I mean, I, I feel good too. It, you know, there's a lot of sports going on uh, and, and football season sneaks up on you. It really does have a way of sneaking up on you after the draft. Uh, the draft feels like it was months ago. And in fact, it was, it was a couple months back, um, you know, so it's, it's time to jump in, whether you believe it or not, into individual positional rankings. Um, you know, we are jumping into our third season here of the Great Iron Fantasy Football Podcast. So, you know, congrats on that. Congrats on making it this far. Thanks, um, right, yeah. And and I haven't talked to you in a while, so let's keep it light. We'll start light. You got anything on uh, TV you're watching? Uh, I mean, obviously, I feel like everybody's got to be watching the Loki show right now. That's yeah. been that's been pretty interesting so far, keeping you kind of out on the edge of your seat, keeping you guessing and stuff. And he's Tom Hiddleston is a he, he's a really good actor. He's great. He really keeps keeps you uh, uh, keeps your interest peaked. Um, in the last episode, some you know new revelations. Not going to spoil anything for anybody that hasn't watched it yet. But it's uh, it's been pretty interesting so far. I'm liking it a lot. That and uh, I guess I'm watching The Bachelorette right now. I'm a, I'm a big Bachelor and Bachelorette fan. What can I okay. Say? Hey, fair enough. You, you know everybody has their own taste. But it, it, back to the Loki thing. Apparently, Loki is supposed to be the biggest. It affects the MCU the most, uh, the the Marvel Cinematic Universe, out of any other series that we've had prior. Uh, you know, uh, WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier, those you know had their own storylines. But Loki is supposed to affect the movies going forward. It's really something uh, to pay attention to if you're if you're into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And thus far, you know, the first episode was a little, uh, you know, what's going on here? But what first episode isn't of any series, just trying to get a grip on everything and learn the characters and whatnot. Uh, but the second episode jumps right in. I mean, this is it is like a, a, a feature length film in itself. Uh, so I, I really enjoyed it as well. And I'm looking forward to next week. Uh, something to keep us busy over the summer, especially while we're going over to these rankings and getting our, our studying in for fantasy football. Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. How about it? Um, he, he, they called him an interesting or a complicated fella. Complicated fella was the words from the front office in Green Bay. I, I'm getting the sense of spite of of Aaron Rodgers spite from Green Bay uh rooted all the way back to the Jordan Love pick give me your take on the Aaron Rodgers situation what do you think is going on and what do you think will happen uh you know he's a guy that probably has about a half a billion dollars in the bank that doesn't get to choose what he does on a regular basis on a day-to-day basis because if you saw his recent interview he was like Oh, it's nice to be have you know have some freedom and not have so many responsibilities and not have to do all these things yet still be an NFL pro- professional football player. And it's like, well, that that kind of goes hand in hand. If you're going to be an NFL player, you're going to have responsibilities. You're going to have shit you need to do. It's called being a fucking adult, Aaron. You know, hey, whatever. He had, like I said, he has a ton of money and he wants to be able to go to Hawaii and fuck actresses if he wants because that's what a person with half a billion dollars should be able to do. But not if you're still the NFL football player. 
You have responsibilities. You have shit to do. You have to get up and actually go to your fucking job. But yeah, he is a complicated guy. And I think basically what's happened is that his ego has matched his, uh, his bank account basically now, and he wants to start calling the shots. And then, and that was happening slowly over the past couple of years. And then fucking Tom Brady shoves it in his face that he just went to down to Tampa Bay, got everything he wanted and more goes to green Bay says, fuck you, Aaron. I'm going to the Super Bowl. Watch me win this. And he does. And Aaron goes, so you guys drafted another quarterback last year instead mm-hmm. of giving me help, you know, and he, cause he keeps saying like, Oh, it's nothing about Jordan love because Jordan loves a nice guy. It is, it, you know, it's not Jordan's fault. It's not like Jordan was like draft right. me and I'll go supplant Aaron Rodgers, But so I get where he's coming from, but at the same time, dude, you're just a quarterback. They're a franchise. They're going to be the Packers for the next 50 years. You're not going to be a pack, a Packer two years from now, maybe one year, luckily not definitely not 10 years from now. They have to think about the big picture. You're not thinking of the big picture. You're thinking of yourself because you're a selfish little prick. That's fine. But if you want to be the face of the franchise, the quarterback for the Packers, you got to not be such a selfish, lazy son of a bitch. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's got this kind of petty persona where he calls out people on social media. Uh, he has bad breakups behind the scenes. Uh, you know, with Olivia Munn and Dana Patrick and all this sort of stuff, not to delve too deep into his personal life, but he's dating a new actress now. And uh, instead of going to, you know, mandatory mini camp, he went to Hawaii with her and friends and hung out, whatever, uh, giving up, I, I want to say a $500,000 bonus, something like that. It's, it's a great life to be able to get up, give up that kind of cheese to, to go to Hawaii with you, with your new girlfriend. But uh, you know, I get this feeling. I mean, how many of these kind of ruptures have we seen between a, a star player and their team that have been mended? It just doesn't happen very often. Okay. It, it, it doesn't happen very often. If you've gone this far to the point where it's like, you know, I don't know what if I want to play with this team. Uh, you know, the coach said that came out today and said, whether it be Jordan Love or whether it be Aaron Rodgers, doesn't matter. We have the same game plan. Uh, th- that's pretty telling. You know, the answer could have been, well, it's Aaron Rodgers and, and, and whatever. We're moving forward with Aaron. Um, so, so, yeah, I, I think if I was a gambling man, which I absolutely am, uh, that he will be on a new team. And it's, it's crazy that we are in June. We're three months out, exciting in itself, of live football. And Aaron Rodgers is a big question mark. Is there a team, if you had to predict where Aaron Rodgers would go, is there a team that you think he would fit the best? I know everybody keeps saying the Broncos would be a great team for him to join because they are the most, uh, you know, one quarterback away from being a, championship level team but that's a division with Mahomes in it so you're going to play Mahomes twice a year and maybe not even win your own division Mm -hmm. so is that really somewhere he would want to go to me I think the Dolphins the Dolphins are the best place because Tua is an absolute shit show that I've been saying since before he was drafted he's gonna go out there and just shit the bed all next year I I suspect he'll be benched after about four games of terrible play and then but they have a great team around. They have great special teams. They have great uh, uh, skill position players. I think he would be a perfect fit down there. Yeah. 
And and I might agree with you there. Uh, you know, I'm not the biggest Tua fan, but we're not we're not going over QBs this episode. We'll get into that in down the road. But I'm I'm going to say Denver. I I think that Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton deserve, and KJ Hamler and Noah Fant. I mean, all those people that that whole squad down there. I think they deserve way more than what they're getting out of Drew Locke. And I think that in a situation when we go back what seven eight years we go back to Peyton Manning going and winning that Super Bowl and how exciting that was for the Broncos and the whole city of Denver this could be just a replay of that uh, of of Aaron Rodgers trying to fit a a one last championship into a a career window that he may have three or four years Um, Aaron Rodgers looks five years older than Tom Brady Especially with that he long does. jaggy he, hair, he does. He does not look like he takes care of himself that well. Right, he looks like, like he's he's a drinker and uh, like you know, know that old pair of socks you should throw away. And it's like it's supposed to be like like weight, you know, like halfway up, but it doesn't hold. The elastic doesn't hold anymore. That's his face to me. It's like an like an old sock that needs to be thrown away. Yeah, yeah, and, and you might be right. You know that, that that's a good comparison, but you know, I I just I, I feel like. He doesn't have the longevity that Tom Brady has in his career. He's not going to play till he's 43, 44. I think Aaron Rodgers, uh, I mean, gosh, we're talking about a guy who was MVP last year. We're talking yeah, about no, a guy no. who was he's MVP. Still, he's still stellar. I just don't think he's going to play for another five years. I, I give him two or three. And so to fit a championship in that window, I think it has to be Denver. And I don't think a lot of other people are going to give up picks and players like Denver would uh, for a quarterback right now, uh, you know, because everybody in in this year was such a uh, plentiful quarterback draft that all the teams that needed one went out and got one, uh, you know, when they needed one. So, so yeah, I think Denver's the 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 best fit. You know, we'll just have to see what happens uh, with that uh, situation. So, so enough Rogers talk. What, what do you feel about the uh, the the Sean Watson situation? How do you feel about that? I mean, that's a little I mean, closer to home. Yeah, like every time I turn on ESPN, they're just talking about Rogers, Rogers, Rogers. I'm like, what about fucking Watson? Well, they laid off him. They, I mean, they laid off him, and and uh, you know, there were people around the NFL that are saying, check in on Deshaun Watson because, uh, you know, the after that media beating that he took a couple months ago. But yeah, and and as a Texans fan, I'm glad that it's staying silent because, uh, Deshaun Watson as a uh, as you know somebody that's in the courts, a criminal. Uh, you know, per se, is no good to the Texas organization at all. He's not playing quarterback. He's not getting traded. He's dead weight. So we want this resolved. As a Texas fan, we want this resolved. And we want either a package for Deshaun Watson or Deshaun Watson to play. Again, we just talked about a rift with a team. Um, a rupture with a team doesn't get solved very often. It just doesn't I, across any sports. I mean, when somebody says, I don't like this team, I need out like 99% of the time they get out for better or worse. They get out. Uh, I think Deshaun is not never going to play for the Texans again, but I'd like to see a huge package, especially a rebuilding package as a, as a Texans fan. I know we are going to be a extremely subpar team this year. It's going to be fun to root for, on a week-to-week basis, but it's just not going to be the AFC contender that we have been in the past. The people that were, you know, two 17 points up on on Deshaun uh, on Patrick Mahomes a couple of years back in the divisional round, those days are behind us. We need to build a new team, 
um, from the, the dust that O'Brien left us and, and try to start over. And right now, um, it's, it's good. It's good that we're hearing nothing, and hopefully this gets resolved sooner rather than later. You got three months till the season starts. I, I'm sure he's going to get suspended and, and have some time where he doesn't play. But sometime in 2021, 2022, I'd like to see Deshaun depart for a decent size package. So, where, where do you think he would end up? That's, I mean, that's tough. Like you said, they're like half the league, more than half the league, is either set in their quarterback ways right now, or have started something anew. Uh, so there's not well, a lot, lot of teams out there. I don't know, maybe Carolina. But what about like say we were just talking about the Broncos wanting Rodgers? Mm-hmm. Say say Rod Rogers and Packers mend their buttholes and go ass to ass again. Yeah. And would they, do they start calling the Texans after that? And they're like, okay, you're not Rodgers, but you're still pretty good, and we just gotta you know keep the butt plugs in. I mean, I, if you get rid of the Rodgers, isn't coming to the Texans because the. You know, I've heard that from multiple people. Well, Aaron Rodgers is leaving Green Bay. Why doesn't he come to Houston? The reason he doesn't come to Houston is because he doesn't want to die here in Houston. I mean, he will end his career uh, being run over, you know, by a a subpar O-line and and just a a terrible defense. We will lose. Yeah, that would be an awful choice. He's trying to win a championship at the end of his career. (laughs) Right. It's an awful choice. And I, I really honestly think that Aaron Rodgers looks to win another Super Bowl. If the Packers got rid of Rogers and then turned around and tried to get Deshaun Watson for a cheaper price than what they gave Aaron Rodgers up for. Uh, that that's a good business decision. I'm not saying that it will happen, but they seem pretty heavy, heavily invested in, in Jordan love. Uh, um, no, but I'm saying the Broncos say the Broncos don't get Rogers, but they then called the Texans for Watson. Not this year. I mean, maybe, I, I don't know. Because like if te- if Watson doesn't go doesn't play for the Texans, he'll play for somebody, and it's got to be somebody that needs a quarterback that thinks that they have a pretty good team, yet also has low morals. It's like you know, it's gotta it's gotta be the perfect storm. Yeah, well, he's facing a I would predict a lengthy suspension, some kind of time away from football, even when he's healthy, even if he has the team of his dreams. Okay. I, I think he's not playing for six, eight weeks. Um, it's so it, whatever team, and you could see a situation where Drew Locke comes out and shits the bed, and week eight, the Broncos say, Hey, we'll give you a first. Here, take it. Uh, he hasn't played. We'll see if he's still in, in football shape, and we'll take Deshaun Watson as is. You could see that. Uh, but you know, all I, I would like to see more than the first, I'd like to see a couple first. Um, I know in the off season before this whole, um, you know, massage thing came out with Deshaun Watson, people were talking that this may be the biggest package, uh, return for any player in the history of football. So, uh, I mean, we're talking about a, a quarterback, a top five quarterback that's in his prime. So, you know, it's, it, I would hope that we get everything we want and more. Um, it's, it's a depressing situation, but I think that there's some light at the end of the tunnel at, at the end of the season. So, 
So yeah, but uh, let's let's move on to um, what we came here for: our fantasy position analysis. Now, what we're going to do this year? Last year we went forward to back. QB, running back, receiver, tight end, kicker, defense. This year, we're going to go back to front. Leave the most important for the end. Now, let me explain for those who aren't familiar with IDP, individual defensive player. This is what we're going to be covering today. Uh, Individual defensive player is a collection of well, individual defensive players and their statistics, uh, their fantasy statistics are judged based on tackles, tackle assists, interceptions, fumbles, uh, touchdowns, et cetera, et cetera, based on a scale, uh, I think, from one to ten. So tackles being worth one, tackle assists being worth half a point, and an interception being worth as much as a touchdown, which would be six points. Uh, a touchdown on defense would be 10 points, safety, 10 points, block kick, 10 points, and so on and so on. Uh, so yeah, Scott, how important to you is IDP in, in not only in this league, but in, in any league that has IDP? It's extremely important. I, I think, you know, it's, I want to say it's half your team, but point-wise, due to offensive points, I have a little bit more, uh, you know, flair to it. I, you know, it's probably really more like forty percent. But it can win or lose you games for sure. There, I've seen lots of teams that have a great offense, amazing quarterbacks, great wide receivers, running backs, and then they just, you know, save the last, you know, five rounds for their defensive players and just picked up whoever was left, and they end up with a lot of goose eggs. And goose eggs will kill you. And not only week to week, but at the end of the year, when you're trying to rank into the playoffs and your points four is drastically hurting because you have a shitty defense. Mm-hmm. So it, it can, it can be a, it can be an Achilles heel for sure. For what I've seen to be a lot of good teams that are offensively very good. And for any league that's still doing a team defense, grow up. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, we started this, so we're going into our 18th year. Uh, is it our 18th? It's our, actually, I'm sorry, our 19th year at the, uh, in the gridiron. So we've been doing this a long time. We've had the same uh, format since the beginning uh, with individual defensive players. So we kind of set the trend a long time ago. Uh, but individual defensive player is really becoming uh, something popular uh, on the forefront of fantasy football, along with um, what people call uh, the super flex where you can play two QBs. We've been playing two QBs for 19 years, not to toot our own horn, but uh, we we've been trendsetters for a long time, almost two decades worth of this information. Um, so you're correct. If you're playing team defense, uh, you're playing, uh, you know, powder puff football there. Uh, the, when we're talking about IDP, what's your personal strategy? Do you draft them early? Do you draft them late? What do you look for? Um, well, for IDP, because especially since it's not going to be the early rounds, it's going to be at earliest somewhere in the middle rounds. You got to you got to play it by feel, play it by how your draft is going. Make sure that you do have pretty much all your your offensive bases covered before you start. Maybe take an early star or two to kind of lead your defense, and then make sure. I think defense for me is one of the best places to have sleepers. 
is the best place to do some research and not have to take use early picks because you you do know about some guys that not everybody does. And like I said, maybe a couple stars here or there to make sure that they can anchor your defense just in case of, case those nobodies are nobodies. But I think that's a great place to really do do your research and find some gems. Yeah. No, I I, th- I think you're absolutely right. And I, I'm the kind of person who uh, I, I like action. I like people who are involved in every play. Um, I like to judge IDP players not on, I mean, what they did last year is great, but on their trajectory, on their, uh, I'm sorry, trajectory on what they will do this year. Um, so, you know, there's people like Devin White. We all watched him in the Super Bowl last year. I was on him as a rookie a couple of years back. Uh, obviously, he's at the top of his game now. He's going to be highly valued. What you want to look at is not so much those people, but the people who are going to be Devin White this year and next year, um, trying to find them in a good value, while also not being afraid to take him up high. Because one of the biggest things about defense, IDP, in most leagues, if your league has a uh, transaction limit like we do, um, most of our moves are spent on exchanging defenders. And if you're trying to limit transactions and trying to, uh, you know, keep your uh, team trim, getting those dependable IDP people early and not depending on, you know, just random people from around the league or picking them up or, or scrambling as you go, uh, you can keep that move limit down and save them for the playoffs or the end of the season. So just my little tidbit advice on IDP, but uh, let's let's jump into a few people from each division that uh, we want to we want to look at and and somebody that jumps out to you. So let's start with the AFC South. Um, you got anybody from the AFC South you want to talk about? You know. The Jaguars front seven is pretty nasty. It is, it is pretty strong. Uh, Joe Schobert over there is, is pretty, it's just a force to be reckoned with. I think he's one of those guys that might uh, go, go early just as a dependable linebacker kind of guy, you know, every down every week. Uh, he's just one of those guys, you, you know, about, and then obviously you got Darius Leonard over in the Colts who uh, he didn't do as well as his projections did last year because the year before that he had like some, crazy amount of tackles, but he's still a very solid linebacker who's in a, uh, a defensive scheme that is set up for him to make plays. Uh, you got, you know, obviously, you know, the Texans, you know, you, you're never going to say that they're probably great this year, but sometimes the defense being on the field all day can be your lucky charm with uh, Zach Cunningham just making plays. Uh, you know, Neville Hewitt, get a few in there, here and there, but it's just, it's kind of an ugly, it's, an, it's one of those like, uh, ugly defenses that will get some work done just because they're going to be on the field all day. And that, yeah. That'll be great. You know? Yeah. Uh, am I, am I really reading this right? Is Kevin Gar still playing for the Titans? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, uh, he, he chimed <laughs> I in. I feel like uh, I've, I've been saying guard for like 10 years. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, and, and, and Biard was actually somebody that I was going to talk about. He's been in the um, top 25 of DBs uh, yeah. since he's been in the league pretty much. Um, he's, he's a solid defender. Uh, he's one of those mid round DBs, uh, who is always in on the play. So if you're talking about a Monday night, Sunday night need for five, six, seven points, Kevin Biard is, uh, absolutely one. I always remember, uh, the fake punt touchdown throw 
that he had uh, a few years back that really uh, helped out one of the people in our league. Um, so he, he's just somebody that the, the coaching staff there in Tennessee really has a spotlight on uh, in Tennessee and, and somebody that, uh, again, can be looked at in the middle of rounds. Do, do you have anybody else from the AFC South that you want to talk about? Uh, Jayon Brown, the linebacker on the Titans, is also very good. Uh, so is Miles Jack over in the Jaguars. Like I said, both those front sevens very solid. You can you can depend on them for a lot of uh, just kind of steady tackles through week to week. I think. Yeah, yeah, I, I like your Joe Schober pick. So Joe Schober, I had last year all year. Uh, he's not going to make any. He's not going to you know, do a bunch of flashy things, but he's a solid uh, middle linebacker, uh, tackle guy. Gets in on every play. Uh, and, and he's dependable. One of the big things on IDP is you don't want somebody that's going to get hurt. Luke Keekley was always in on every play, uh, but he was a concussion nightmare. And you never knew if from week to week whether he was going to be healthy, whether he's going to have symptoms or, or whatever. Uh, Joe Schobert uh, tackles right. Uh, he, he stays healthy. He's been in a 100-tackle guy a year. Uh, most years you know, dependable and, and you're right. He could be a middle around uh, dependable guy. I want to talk about the Texans defense. I'm not going to talk about the Texans a lot on offense um, because we're just a sad sack on offense, but uh, on defense, they have some players that are kind of interesting. I like the signing of Christian Kirksey uh, in, in the middle there with Zach Cunningham. Zach Cunningham was pretty much the star of the defense last year. Like you talked about, uh, one was top, one of the top 25 in, in, uh, IDP rankings at the linebacker position, but Christian Kirksey has been in the past when he's healthy with the Browns and the Packers, uh, somebody that can, that can steal a show and, and put up double digit points, um, under the spotlight. So he's somebody to look like, look at, and, and Justin Reed, uh, really underperformed last year. Uh, two years ago, Justin Reed was one of those, like, he is going to be a star. Uh, this is when the Texans were uh, contenders for the AFC championship and, and playing in much more high profile games. If the spotlight is off of Justin Reed uh, and he has a definitive starter spot, uh, I look to him to steal a lot of passes. He's also somebody that can fill up the stat sheet. You know, I love that interceptions uh, force fumbles. Uh, sacks. So they blitz him on the outside every once in a while. Uh, and he also had a block kick last year. So a really exciting player in Justin Reed. I, I, I really, really like him. And, and again, Biard, uh, Schobert, those are the kind of guys that we're looking at. You know, you, you always want to talk about guys like Darius Leonard, uh, but that's, that's an easy, easy uh, fruit to pick. I mean, Darius Leonard's been good. I think he's been the number one guy ranked uh, on defense up until this year. He, he kind of, like you said, he kind of underplayed last year, but even through injuries, Darius Leonard is always good for a top five pick. So, uh, all right, let's, let's move on here. AFC East, which is an interesting, uh, division, a, a division that we saw a lot of changes in last year. Do you have any IDP picks for that division this year? Yeah. You know, uh, the Dolphins defense is pretty good. I like a lot of guys over there. They got a lot of good DBs, a couple of good linebackers, and Jerome, uh, Jerome Baker and Xavier Howard, and then Bernard McKinney is also very good. It's just 
they've got a salt they've got a solid defense it's very opportunistic they make a lot of turnovers make a lot of plays um i, I like them as uh, as a unit in general um the bills also have a lot of a lot of really uh, guys on defense i jordan Poyer is uh, the safety is just solid DB, which is not easy to find really. That's like, I feel like it's easier to find a solid linebacker than it is a good DB mm-hmm. uh, because they have great linebackers and Matt Milano and Terrell Adams and stuff. Milano's a little injury prone, but he should be coming back this year a lot better. Uh, Jets. I don't know what to think of them, but just cause it's, you know, it's, it's, it's the Jets and they do have a new quarterback now, so they could be a little bit better on offense, but I imagine they'll still be the Jets. So the defense will be on the field all day as a terrible team. So C.J. Mosley might be cleaning up a lot of tackles in there. Um, and the Patriots is a big question mark to me because they have a lot of guys coming back from uh, opting out last year. Um, they have some guys that were there last year, like an Adrian Phillips that made a lot of plays. But it's just it's it's hard to see what's going to happen there because, like I said, they have a lot of guys coming back from opting out last year. Yeah, and you're right. Uh, this whole division has people who opted out last year. Uh, you, you saw some uh, C.J. Mosley, as you talked about, uh, opted out. Uh, Dante Hightower, uh, Chung. Oh, Hightower. Yeah, Hightower. The, all those people opted out. Dante Hightower is one that I want to talk about. I mean, you talk about this Patriots defense, and we're, we're going back two years, and this was the best defense in the NFL, the number one defense in the NFL. Every week that you went in, you bet on the under. When, when the Patriots were playing because you knew they'd shut down the other team. I mean, it was amazing. It was one of those defensives that we talked up with the the uh, the Ravens, the 01 Ravens and the 03 Buccaneers. I mean, they were great. And Dante Hightower was right in the middle of that. So I think that Dante Hightower, after a year, as long as he's in shape, can be an absolute steal uh, at the IDP position. Um with their uh, defensive backs, J.C. Jackson had a great year last year, uh, had had a good amount of inter- interceptions. Also, somebody at the DB position. I don't usually like to go after cornerbacks because they're not always attacked. If you have a really good one like Stephon Gilmore on the other side, it might help you out. Uh, and, and that's what happened with J.C. Jackson last year. Um, but if you've got two good guys, uh, you know, sometimes the tackles just aren't there. And a lot of IDP has to get eaten by tackles. A one tackle game, a one pass deflection game uh, can really cost you in a week. Um, I I liked the CJ Mosley pick. Uh, The Jets, like you said, uh, they've made a lot of changes in the soft season. They went out and got a new quarterback, Zach Wilson, definite starter, and uh, and restructured their offense with with some young talent. Uh, But they're still not a contender with these bills with a, a monster bills defense and a pretty good uh, dolphins defense in that division. So they're going to be on defense a lot. CJ Mosley in the past has been when he's played a, when he's not hurt and when he's not opting out a top 10 middle linebacker, top 10 linebacker pick. Uh, I, I really like him coming back uh, can be somebody that can be cheaply had. I'm sure a little bit more than Hightower, he's going to be a little bit more high profile um, because CJ Mosley has been one of those top five off the board kind of linebackers, especially when he was with the Ravens. Uh, Somebody else that I wanted to talk about was Marcus May, somebody that I've owned both his years in the NFL. Um, When, uh, when they lost their, their safety core last year, Marcus May filled in 
great. I mean, he's one of those guys that's that's a ball hawk. He's going to get interceptions. He's going to get tackles. Um, he's only progressing as a player. I think that uh, that Marcus May is going to be a top 10 DB this year and is really going to show up uh, for anybody that needs him in their IDP lineup. So, so yeah, next division, AFC North. I think you know a, a few things about this division. Who do you got there? Well, I think you have, I mean, a guy that has potential being the defensive player of, uh, of the of the year in Miles Garrett. I mean, he could be an absolute monster, especially with Jadavian Clowney on the other side of him, on the other side, giving him a little help, not, uh, you know, maybe not getting all the attention uh, towards him from the offensive line. So I think that could be huge this year. He, he might, he might have a, a pretty monster year. Um, they, they also bolstered their DB, their defensive backfield a lot. And Troy Hill, I think he's a, I know you're a little said like a little scary with taking corners, but he's, he's a pretty solid cornerback. Um, Bengals don't have too many people. I, I, I like that. Uh, d- decent DB and Jesse Bates, the third. Um, he make, definitely makes a lot of plays. Ravens have a lot of guys. Patrick Queen is a quarterback that can just clean things up all over the field. Uh, great sideline, sideline quarterback. Uh, I mean, uh, linebacker. Um, but in a corner, which I know you don't like that much, but Marlon Humphrey made a lot of plays. But their safety, Chuck Clark, could be a much safer way to go. Um, then you got the Steelers defense, which, you know, I love and TJ Watt, who his production definitely fell off last year after, after Bud Dupree got hurt because they could really slide all the protection to his side. But, uh, as long as he can get some pressure on the quarterback, he makes a lot of plays, whether it's, uh, on, on the quarterback or just the ball carrier. And you got Minka Fitzpatrick in the def- defensive backfield, just a great ball hawk to watch play. He hopefully will be developing even more of the off season, uh, get a little, faster step on the ball this year. Mm-hmm. How's uh, Devin Bush coming off an injury? I mean, is that somebody that you're going to highly, highly value? You know, I'm trying to grill you. I'm not trying to get like, too much information. You know, I'm just, yeah, just asking. Well, I mean, it, was, it was late in the year. It's not like he tore his ACL in August. He, he tore it in like damn near December. Yep. You know, so it's, it's going to be right at nine months at the beginning of the season. And that's, I mean, you really need a year cover that i you know i think he could be a great uh linebacker i'm just really hoping this doesn't derail his, his career the uh, tearing his acl and some shit game with the fucking brands yeah yeah i i like that defense the steelers defense is always a monster and i i think there's no changes in that this year i know you say tj wit tj watt fell off a little bit last year but i mean he's still a just a monster uh and and on some weeks he can be an idp winner for you, uh, if he gets you those 20 point games with a, a couple sacks and forced fumbles, etc. Uh, I talked about uh, uh, Devin Smith, Devin Smith, right? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm blanking out for, for the Buccaneers. Um, I talked about him earlier. The, the new player, the player, the number one guy that I have rated in value this year is Patrick Queen. The Ravens always feature a middle linebacker that steps up and that is a top IDP player. And this year, Patrick Queen is going to be that guy. He's going to be a top five IDP guy. I'm calling it right now. He is a really talented player going coming into his second year, learning that defense, 
knowing what he needs to do, and he's going to make a ton of plays. Patrick Queen is a guy that's going to go off the board probably pretty early, hopefully to my team. We'll see. Um, but another guy that I want to talk out, talk about is some somebody who's probably aching at the bit to prove himself because he lost all of last year, and that's Grant Delpit. Uh, Grant Delpit was uh, another one of their first-round picks last year uh, on defense. Uh, the Browns, I'm sorry, and uh, towards ACL in the preseason. Uh, I know he's not top of the depth chart right now, but if he gets that shot, he's going to be a great player, a ball hawking Tyran Matthew type uh, safety. So uh, look for Grant Delpit, end of the draft, last of the DBs. He's somebody that uh, to keep an eye on. Uh, but yeah, that's that's a, it. it this AFC North division is always a really, really strong defensive division. Uh, so you can't go wrong taking Steelers and Ravens and even now Browns. You know, the Bengals, like you said, uh, a little weak on defense. Somebody's got to tackle, uh, but they're not on the level of that Steelers and Ravens defense. Who most of those stars should go off the board pretty early. All right, let's move on to the AFC West. Who do you got? AFC West has some pretty interesting characters. Uh, so, you know, you got you got the Chiefs uh, defensive backfield, which I kind of like because you know people are always going to be throwing the ball against them a lot, trying to keep up with uh, with Mahomes on the scoreboard. So Daniel Sorensen and Willie Gay Jr. actually put, do put up decent numbers and are around the ball a lot, which is nice. And then of course you got Tyron Matthew, who I think is again, is just going to have a probably another great year. Uh, I. I I kind of wrongly thought, assumed he was going to fall off last year, and he definitely did not. He had a, he had a great year and uh, finished it off strong. Um, the Raiders have a great safety in Jonathan Abram, hopefully coming back strong from injury. Uh, Chargers also with Derwin James Jr. should uh, hopefully be coming back strong from injury. And if Joey Bosa is making uh, some great plays and putting pressure on the quarterback up front and make his day a lot easier. Uh, and for the Broncos, Justin Simmons' safety is 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 really good. I think, uh, like I said, it's harder to find defense, good, solid defensive backfield players, um, but he's great, solid safety week in, week out. Mm-hmm. So uh, I want to talk about a guy, Nick Kwiatkowski. Kwiatkowski. It's hard to say. Nick K. That's what we'll go with. Um, he filled in for... Uh, the Bears middle linebacker after multiple injuries, he showcased himself and like averaged 10 tackles a game when he was over there. Uh, I know he's had some injury problems in the past, but as long as he's playing middle linebacker uh, with Corey Littleton over there, he's going to make plays. Uh, He's one of those guys that's in on almost every play and he is great value. Uh, Never drafted, always picked up off free agents, always solid. Uh, Nick Kwiatkowski, somebody that you could take uh, near the end there. And like you said, Jonathan Abram, um, I know they're going to try to move him all over the field this year and and really showcase him. Um, you know, I, I don't like the guy ever since that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you saw the the hard knocks yeah. with the Raiders. Uh, he's yeah. kind of a kind of a douche. Uh, you know, he he pulled up to training camp in that big old Mercedes and and whatever, but you know, we're not drafting fantasy football based on whether we like a guy or not. We're, we're trying to win the league. Um, so that's definitely somebody I disagree with you on the Willie Gay thing. I didn't see enough out of Willie Gay last year. Uh, I know that was their first round pick, but, uh, I really didn't see much out of him to, 
to warrant um, rostering. Uh, you know, I drafted him in a few leagues and he just disappeared. So that's somebody that I, I really have no, no interest in. But I will say Frank Clark, uh, there's not a lot of defensive ends that I go out on a limb and say that they are worth drafting. But Frank Clark uh, can really win you a week. Now, I have to say, I didn't mention earlier, a sack is worth uh, four points. A forced fumble, also worth four points. Uh, that's more than a touchdown with a sack forced fumble. If you can get one, God forbid, two and a, and a handful of tackles, that's 20 points. It's a really good receiver week. I think Frank Clark can really do that for you. Um, he's somebody that they they signed to uh, get them involved uh, in the, in the championship run, and and he really has shown up. So Frank Clark, somebody to watch again near the end. Defensive ends aren't really highly touted unless they're somebody like Miles Garrett, uh, Joey Bosa. So Frank Clark maybe a, a sneaky pick for 2021. But all right, uh, yeah, uh, NFC, NFC, NFC South. Uh, we, we might know a, a few of these characters. What what do you think? Yeah, the NFC South is, uh, I mean, starting with the Buccaneers, their defense is just absolutely goldmine for uh, IDP. I mean, obviously you have Devin White. He's beast. You have Levante David right next to him. Both of them just making plays all, all day. Anton Winfield Jr. is great de- defensive back uh, to, to have. And then you got even guys, I mean, I, I know defensive ends are a little uh, – uh, risky at times, but if you need to pick someone up for Monday night or Sunday night, to try to win a game, Shaquille Barrett or JPP, or you could do a lot worse than that than them because they they get to the ball carrier. And when they do, they cause some damage, like force fumbles and all sorts of things. So they're, they're fun defense to watch. They they really they really are. They're beastly. So other than that, though, you know, Saints have some decent defensive back. Uh, um, uh, backfield and Malcolm Jenkins. They, and then they have a couple guys up front, uh, like Will Smith and other a couple uh, another defensive end. But it's it's hard to depend on them week in week out. Um, Falcons defense is kind of awful as well. And Deion Jones is a linebacker isn't bad. And so uh, so is Foye Oluwakon. But they're not gonna. I don't think they're gonna win you any games. It might be solid uh, for as a lower end linebacker week in and out. Uh, but that's that's really all I got. Uh, the Panthers, Brian Burns is he's he's okay. Like I said, the rest of the defenses are not. I, I, maybe it's just because they're standing next to the Buccaneers, they, they just they just look very unattractive. I know talking about the Buccaneers is uh, you know tough to compare to. Uh, talking about those dirty birds down in Atlanta, um, Deion Jones is always one of those top ten guys. Um, no one ever talks about him. And somebody always picks him in the 15th, 16th round and he comes up, he makes plays. I mean, he's a guy that's going to average you anywhere from seven to 10 every week. Solid. Uh, this offense, you have no idea what's going to, what's going to happen. Uh, they just lost Julio um, and they gained a really good tight end in, in Kyle Pitts. So again, no idea what's going to happen. No idea what's going to how Matt Ryan responds to not having Julio. It may be a plus thing, maybe a good thing. Maybe this offense takes off and the defense, uh, you know, isn't isn't on the field all the time. Um, but uh, but yeah, there's there's not a lot of attractive options on this team besides Deion Jones. 
Um, going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, I think I've been saying Devin Smith all day. Uh, it's Devin White. Devin White's the uh, guy. Okay. I was Devin wondering White's... who I was like, man, who's yeah. Devin? I, I knew was like, it was Devin. To, like, look through my notes, like, man, I, I got to do more research. Right. <laughs> I blanked on the White. Yeah, I blanked on the White. But the, Devin White is uh, the guy that should take over for uh, Darius Leonard at that number one IDP spot. Uh, he's the guy. I mean, we saw it last year in the playoffs. Uh, every week there was a prop, uh, 10 tackles plus assists for Devin White. He hit it every single week of the playoffs, um, and I believe the last few weeks of the season. I mean, a guy who averages 10 plus tackles a game is going to be a star for your IDP defense. Um, this is somebody that's going to go in the uh, mid-range receiver range, probably five, six, seven. Uh, yeah. it's going to really go off the board early. So Devin White's a, a really popular pick. Antoine Winfield Jr. Um, we're, I, I really honestly think that this is a defensive back on the level of a Troy Polamalu. And I, I know that you may say that's, that's blasphemous, but you know, I was skeptical on his size. I was skeptical because he went to the same high school and graduated from the same high school as me. And I think maybe I'm being a homer. Uh, but he oh. had he had seven interceptions his last year with Minnesota. He came in last year uh, for the Buccaneers, and uh, what he end up with? Uh, he ended up with with uh, two fumbles, force an interception, fumble recovery, and three sacks. And again, one of those guys they're going to send off the edge and uh, have there in the backfield. So, uh, 115 points last year, really solid. Antoine Winfield, somebody to talk about. Uh, but also, uh, you know, I, I know you say that the Panthers have a really shitty defense, but there's one guy I really want to talk about on that team. And that is Jeremy Chin. Jeremy (laughs) Chin, Jeremy Chin is a monster safety. Um, somebody I really want, uh, to take a look at in those middle rounds. Um, like I was talking about maybe like seven, eight, nine, um, He's a monster on defense. The Panthers defense is always good, but they always spread it around so well that there's nobody that's like a star, at least since uh, Keekley left. But, uh, but yeah, Jeremy Chin is somebody that is going to be a star for a long time. Last year was his rookie year. Uh, so he's going to come out uh, 145.4 points last year. Uh, he had uh, two formal force two fumble recovery and two TDs that really helped him with that. Uh, but, but yeah, Jeremy Chin, probably one of the top 10 defensive backs off the board. So keep an eye out for him. All right. Next division NFC East. Tell me about it, Scott. You know, the Cowboys might be one of those teams that, you know, their defense was pretty bad last year, but if they're, if Dak comes back strong, their offense just does half of what they're supposed to do. Teams will be ha- will have to throw the ball a lot and have to do a lot of risky things. So players like Jalen Smith and uh, De- uh, Donovan Smith could make a lot of plays. Even uh, Leighton Vanderesh, if he stays healthy, could make a lot of plays. Mm-hmm. Um, Washington's defense is probably the best unit in the uh, in the division uh, with Chase Young, who has potential to be a defensive player of the year. Um, Cameron Curl is a very interesting defensive back to watch. He, he got, gobbles up a lot of uh, a lot of tackles, makes a lot of plays around the ball too. Um, 
And Cole Holcomb is a great linebacker behind Chase Young. Because, I mean, you have a great defensive line. Your linebackers are free to do a lot of things. So as long as they're halfway competent, they should be able to pull eight, nine tackles out of their asshole. So it's it, their defense is fun to watch. I think there's some good IDPs in there to get. Um, and the Eagles side, you got Alex Singleton, decent linebacker. And Giants, Blake Martinez has been pretty solid linebacker for, uh, for many years. And then uh, Xavier McKinney, uh, the defensive backfield, is a pretty solid guy, too. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Xavier McKinney. He's on the same level as, as Del Pitt. He had a lot of injuries in his rookie year. But again, if you go back and listen to last year when we were doing the IDP episode, I said Xavier McKinney is going to be one of the best safeties we've ever seen play. My mind is not changed on that. I know he got injured, but Xavier McKinney uh, will get some time. I know they have Jabril at safety and a guy, Logan Ryan, who has really uh, stepped up. He was a, a corner uh, for the Titans that really stepped up, and and now they're playing him at free safety. So it is a crowded defensive backfield, but I think uh, they, they spent a number one pick on Xavier McKinney, and I think that's for a reason. So we may see a Dory Jackson play, a Dory Jackson play a little bit of slot. This defense is really uh, good as well. Um, I love your Washington pick. Washington from top to bottom is is strong, but some people I want to highlight is chase young i think chase young is somebody that you take uh as one of the top linebackers um he's going to come out and and get you 10 plus sacks on the year uh force a lot of fumbles score a touchdown or two uh he's going to be a guy that's going to change uh your your idp for the better cameron curl and landon collins both those safeties in the outside uh cameron curl came out of nowhere last year and and really uh pushed the person that won our championship uh, over the top. So I think he's a sneaky pick. Um, those linebackers, they don't really, uh, appetize me, but, uh, I'm sure they'll, they'll get some play in the later rounds. Uh, Blake Martinez, like you said, uh, but I wanted to mention the, uh, the Cowboys rookie linebacker, Micah Parsons, uh, the Cowboys lost Sean Lee, uh, this last year. Not that Sean Lee was a huge presence uh, for the last three or four years, more of a leadership role uh, because he's been so injured. But uh, they they took their number one pick and picked Micah Parsons. I know we've talked about Leighton Vander Esch as a star for the last few years. Um, but, uh, but Micah Parsons, uh, along with Jalen Smith and Vander Esch, could be one of the best linebacker crews uh, in the NFL. Uh, much, much less the division. So, so watch out for Micah Parsons. Uh, if they move Jalen Smith to the outside, which it looks like they might, uh, then you're you're gonna have uh, Jalen Smith really fall down in those rankings. Somebody that we've had in the top ten for a while. Uh, you just gotta watch how they how they organize it and and make sure you pay attention to this linebacking crew in the preseason before you draft because you're gonna want that guy in the middle. You're gonna want that guy calling shots whether it's Jalen or Micah Parsons. So, yeah, that's what I got with the NFC East. NFC North, tell me about it, Scott. Some great linebackers in this division. Between the Vikings and the Bears alone, their linebackers are amazing. Eric Hendricks and Rokon Smith are both just solid guys. I mean, Rokon Smith, I'd take a little bit before Eric Hendricks, but, I mean, you can't, I mean year in, year out, I think both guys have been uh, just – Top to bottom, great linebackers. 
Daniel Hunter as a defensive end for the Vikings is a little risky just because defensive end, but he's he's very good def- defensive end to get to court, get to the quarterback and make some great plays. Uh, the Bears also have some great defensive backs, Nettie Jackson, Cleo, uh, not Cleo Mack, uh, Nettie Jackson, but uh, mainly because Cleo Mack can get to the quarterback. I'm Cleo Mack hasn't been uh, good for years, but if he could somehow ever get back close to what he was, he'll at least help Roquan Smith and Eddie Jackson be better. So the Lions, I don't think they've ever had a defense. Um, Jamie Collins Sr. does what he can, but I mean, that's not much. So, and then you have the Packers too with Darnell Savage. And they do have a lot of good players here and there, but they spread out the, the plays so much. It's hard to really pick one or two guys that you could start week in, week out. Um, there's really not many there. Yeah, I, I want to talk about the uh, Packers middle linebacker, uh, Kamal Martin. Uh, he's taking over for what they lost in Christian Kirksey. Uh, and and he's going to play that left inside linebacker. He could be somebody along with Preston Smith that's going to uh, you know fill those holes. Uh, obviously, Roquan in Chicago is a monster, absolute monster. Um, he's somebody that I wanted to keep under wraps for so long at that linebacker position, and obviously I couldn't do it for for much longer. I think he's going into his fourth year. His first two years I had him, and last year he was taken too high. I couldn't couldn't snag him. Uh, but Eddie Jackson also uh, at that defensive back is going to be one of the better uh, defensive back safeties that you can get. Um, just a guy that's always going to be evolved in every play. You know, the Bears seem to get a lot of um, Sunday night, Monday night games, and Eddie Jackson really shines under the lights there. Um, for the Vikings, I know you say you like Hendricks. Hendricks just isn't my cup of tea. Uh, you know, he's he's a guy that shows up consistently. I'll give you that, uh, but uh, isn't more of a six, seven, eight point guy. Uh, consistent, yes, but uh, really can't put you over the top. He's not an interception guy. Really, just a meat and potatoes tackle um, person. Harrison Smith is one of those guys that we are we talk about every single year. Um, is this going to be the year that he falls off? And it never is. <laughs> he just, is this going to, he's an older, uh, you know, player and he's been, he's been uh, a star at the IDP position for a long time. And so you don't want to be left with that bag, but, uh, Harrison Smith is, is somebody definitely to look at in the, in the middle of those rounds because he is going to be rostered is going to be drafted. Uh, last but not least, NFC West, uh, what do you got here? Definitely not least, because this is an amazing uh, division for oh, defensive yeah. players. I mean, the Cardinals are, remind me a lot of the Buccaneers and just playmakers all over the field. Uh, Buda Baker and Jordan Hicks, Malcolm Butler. And I expect a lot more out of uh, Isaiah Simmons this year, and so does Yahoo, apparently. Uh, preseason defensive uh uh, stat projections are very fun to look at. They they have uh, they have a great time with that. Um, but they there are just a lot of ball hawks and playmakers on the Cardinals defense. And now you you add in JJ Watt on the other side of Chandler Jones. If Chandler Jones is going to come back, really some dispute contract disputes. But I assume if they're there, I mean that's some great pressure to put on the quarterback. Um, so that's a great defensive unit to look at right there. The Seahawks, you've got I mean. Every year, Bobby Wagner is Bobby motherfucking Wagner. Uh, 
Yeah. He, got, he, he makes plays. He is a guy you want on your team that you never want to see on the opposing team. He, he just he makes fucking plays. He's so solid. Uh, Jamal Adams behind him makes some great plays. If he just has some health issues, but he could definitely make a lot of good plays. Uh, the Niners always have a solid front seven. Fred Warner is my favorite guy right now, but they always have solid front seven. I'd I'd look at just about anybody in their uh, linebacker core. Um, and then the Rams are another team that have a lot of great playmakers. I mean, Aaron Donald, to me, is right up there with Miles Garrett and Chase Young that has the potential to be, uh, you know, league, league MVP or at least defensive player of the year, as he has been multiple times before. So uh, I, I think with him up front, it gives it makes everybody around him better because the quarterback is just shitting his pants almost every other play. So everybody else just has to be awake and breathing and they'll make a play basically. So uh, Micah Kaiser and Troy Reader could benefit a lot from that. Yeah. Micah Kaiser is somebody I really liked uh, last year. I know he was in and out, uh, you know, with some injuries, but uh, he's a couple years out of Virginia. And they are giving him the keys, I think, to that inside linebacker position. So you should really uh, give Mike Kaiser a, a second look uh, if you're looking for those late-round IDP guys. Uh, Taylor Rapp really showed up at that safety position um, on, the, on the same side as Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey, I mean, that's somebody that, uh, you know, like we talked about earlier, you don't want to have corners, a bunch of corners, because especially people like Jalen Ramsey, quarterbacks aren't going to look their way. They're pretty much just decoys on the field. Uh, yeah, they can make some good plays, but a lot of times if they're not getting thrown their way, they're doing their job. Uh, Aaron Donald is one of those dudes. I mean, I've never seen a defensive player like Aaron Donald. Uh, he is unblockable. I, you need to uh, you know, put three people on him uh, to, to really successfully block Aaron Donald. Um, probably one of the only defensive tackles in the history of our league that has been successfully owned. I mean, wh- what are we talking? Vince Wilfork, maybe Warren Sapp. Um, and those were maybe picked up and dropped, like you know, just for an emergency, like play. I don't yeah. think anybody really owned them weekend. No, week no, out. Warren Sapp was definitely Warren somebody Sapp. that okay. somebody okay. owned. Uh, but, I mean, you know, that was a long time ago. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're talking at the beginning of this league. Um, but, uh, you know, Vince Wolfork, yeah, maybe every once in a while. But there's not been a lot of defensive tackles. I think maybe Henderson for the Jaguars uh, was owned a, a few times. But, no, nah, Aaron Donald is consistently getting sacks, consistently getting pass deflections, and consistently stuffing people up the middle, uh, getting uh, tackles and, and whatnot. So he's somebody – he is a freak, and there's – unfortunately we just don't look at defensive tackles. We just kind of brush them to the side. You cannot brush aside Aaron Donald. He's somebody that you got to look for in the IDP. Uh, Isaiah Simmons. We were all head over heels for Isaiah Simmons last year, and he did not play. Uh, They didn't really put him at any position. (laughs) Uh, He was supposed to play safety. He was supposed to play um, defensive line. He was supposed to be a linebacker. He was supposed to play all the shit. He didn't play. Uh, they, they played other people over him. When they finally got him in, he started picking balls off, started playing. Isaiah Simmons, definitely somebody that you got to look at, at on the top of that board. Uh, Buda Baker uh, may be the best safety in the league uh, right now. Um, 
he has been for the last two years. I don't think that changes this year. I think he's number one off the board. Um, if I haven't drafted him, then I've regretted it and I've tried to trade for him and whoever owns him always won't release him, uh, has a tight grip on him. And for good reason, Buda Baker yeah. is, uh, awesome. And you're right. This defense with Chandler Jones, JJ Watts, uh, they got some playmakers and, and they're going to be fun to watch. So that's, that's what we got for, for IDP. Obviously there's so much more. You know, there's so much more research oh, yeah. to go in for. You, you listen to what we just said, and it's just the tip of the iceberg. There are hundreds of IDP people that you got to look at and, and research. You got to look at the draft from this year. You got to look at the draft from last year. You got to look at progression. Uh, you got to look at, you know, defensive stats, defensive rankings from last year and this year. There's a lot. IDP people who got injured last year that are coming back. Are they yes. ready to go? Or have other people forgotten about them? How long can you wait? Uh, you know, defensive schemes. If somebody, if team hired a new defensive coordinator, they did. Or did they stay at the four three? Did they change to a three four? Who's who's actually calling the plays? If there's two middle linebackers, you know, who's the guy you want? The guy on the left or the right? Because somebody's going to be a nobody, and somebody's going to be a star. And we're, and we always make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes and, and you know, you, you won't know until week one. A lot of times you, you show up week one. Why did this guy get zero points? Well, uh, he, he doesn't play, he he, he doesn't play (laughs) or he was out there and he just, you know, just, he's not playing the right position. He's playing that outside weak side linebacker. And, uh, you know, the game plan was against him. And so you, you need to find players who nobody can game plan against an Aaron Donald. Uh, a, a Buda Baker, um, you know, those kind of people, uh, Devin White, and I got it right that time. Um, th- those are the kind of players, uh, that are going to make a difference from your team. And, and again, spending up for those players, uh, I think you'll be happy in the end if you do that. All right. So one last thing I want to talk about before we call it quits for this, uh, the first fantasy analysis episode, uh, did you see the Madden cover? No, I haven't. Came out today. Yeah, came out today. Who's who's on the Madden cover? Two people. Two people. They haven't had that in a long time. I know. It's been uh, 11 years, 12 years since they did it. They did it back in 2010 when it was Larry Fitzgerald and Troy Polamalu. You remember that Super Bowl? Um, This year, they did not do the receiver-defender combo. Um, They didn't even put the MVP on the MVP edition. Just kind of slapped in the face, Jalen wow. Rogers. I feel like he's been slapped in the face all over the league. Poor guy. He is offended. I, I, he, I saw his shirt, so. Yeah, he's a he's a complicated fella. <laughs> um, no, it's Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes sharing oh. sharing the uh, the the honor of being on the Madden cover. The honor or the curse? Well, we haven't talked about the curse in a long time. Uh, you know <laughs> that there was like a while. Um, for all you children out there, there was a while for, from like 2002 to 2011, where somebody got injured every year they were on the Madden cover, um, or they just sucked. I think all the way to Peyton Hillis, uh, where Peyton Hillis was on the Madden cover, and he was wow, like, I forgot about that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was on the Madden cover, and the next year it's like, oh my gosh, he's not even playing in the NFL anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a coach for a college team. Right. Yeah. No, I think he played for the Giants when the Giants were just marching out little 
children and, and people off the streets play uh, running back for him. Uh, and, and yeah, so uh, it's interesting to see. I, I don't think that there will be, I think the Madden curse is pretty much dead. Uh, we, we haven't seen oh, it. Wow. If you're trying to breathe in some life, huh? Hey, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to curse it. You know, I, we're starting a new year. I know last year I had the, the lock curse. I'm, I'm trying to keep this year curse free, uh, not trying to jinx or, or put any voodoo on anybody. So, uh, but, but I think it's, it's weird. I, I would rather have a player. I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers. I'd rather have somebody yeah, on the, on the cover. Uh, think, yeah. I'm surprised at least because usually the MVP gets the MVP edition, right? Yeah, like that—that's odd. But MVP uh, edition, or and you'd like to see an exciting young player. I liked Mahomes a few years ago. You know, you don't want to double up on on these people too often, and they just they came out and put Brady and, and Mahomes on it. So uh, it's kind of lazy. But like you know, like uh, 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 you know, apply to the new generation and the old generation. Like, look, we're appeased both of you. Yeah. I guess. I mean, whatever. It's I'm gonna play it. They could put Deshaun Watson on the cover. I'll play it. Uh, so it doesn't. It doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, this is this is good to talk to you, Scott. It's it's yeah, it's, it's been, been a bit, been a and I'm I'm happy to get some of these uh, juices flowing. Some of these individual defensive player, you know, individual uh, player analysis going on. You know, I I've only touched a little bit on on my own research i got to get the spreadsheets going the graphs the, the there's a lot, a lot to do i know some people are way ahead of us and some people haven't started at all some people won't start <laughs> for <laughs> months uh our draft is currently set for for early august and i'm sure there are some people that will wait until uh that early August turns eight <laughs> and they will start to study and they'll say hey, who is this justin fields who is this uh you know justin zach Herbert. wilson zach <laughs> wilson yeah you know so um yeah you know, I, I, all i have to say is cam newton andy dalton jimmy g take them early take them hot yeah there you go <laughs> there you go early advice we haven't even gotten the qb episode i'm sorry what are you doing oh, I'm letting all the what are you doing you're, you're jumping a month ahead all right uh but we, we do have a we do have a sponsor this week um who is it all right guys this week's sponsor and we are lucky enough to be sponsored by somebody this week is uh is tim hadler I'm Tim Hadler, the Texas butt plug. Are you being harassed by NFL, NBA, or any other professional sports players? Are they telling you that you're going to come over there to give them a massage and you got a lot more than you, you were asking for? Come to me, Texas butt plug, Tim Hadler. Oh, man, yeah. I, I, I know a few people that could use uh, use that, that, that service for sure, uh, especially here in Texas, but... Uh, Thanks, you guys, for listening. Thanks to Tim Hadler. Uh, next week, we will be on at the same time. We're trying to rattle these out every Thursday up until fantasy draft season, which is August. Um, so next week, we'll have kickers and hopefully have on our kicker expert from last year. Um, anything else, who, Scott? Uh, who was our defensive player expert from last year? Who had the best I, 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 I believe well, it was, was you. Oh, so you yeah. had the expert. Okay. Yes, yes. So you had the expert. Uh, no big deal. I, I felt informed. That's good. 
you did, you did feel informed. Uh, I got to check next week, make sure I'm not the kicker expert too. Yeah, I'm, oh, again, oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself. For me too. <laughs> all right, all right. Again, guys, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening.